Hello and welcome to this podcast, Yes, I Have a Voice. My name is Ruth Lewis-Cost and I am a caregiver and I am blessed to be looking after my elderly parents. I started this podcast to remind ourselves that looking after those in need is a privilege. As unpaid caregivers, we need to have a voice. We need to be able to shout loud and be proud of our status. And caregiving has no age. People of all ages are caregivers. This is my way of supporting you all emotionally and practically with tools from other caregivers on how to find the joy in your situation and make amazing memories. So let's dive into this week's episode. So today I have Jacqueline Revere with me and she's in Los Angeles and Jacqueline looks after her mother who has Alzheimer's. Yes, yes. How has that been for you, Jacqueline, so far? Oh, it's been a roller coaster. By the way, as we start, I uh, do like to mention that I stutter and so uh, that will happen. (laughs) So I just like to start out by saying that, but taking care of my mom has been a roller coaster, a roller coaster of emotions, a roller coaster of changing my life around, um, a roller coaster just of mental health even. Like it's it's just been a nonstop roller coaster. <laughs> I remember you saying that you had actually moved to New York and you were building a career there as a screenwriter. And then you had to come back home to look after your mother. How long ago was that? Yeah, so the time that I ended up moving back home to LA, I had been living in New York for seven years or so. And I was um, working in TV in New York City, slowly building my way up. I got a phone call on a Saturday night telling me that I needed to fly home and that following Thursday, I packed up everything and then I flew home to see that I'm needed here and that I will most likely stay. And since working in TV is such a network-based job, losing my network really sort of meant losing my career also. Okay, so you move back to Los Angeles and... Mm -hmm. You've obviously you're faced with this whole situation of okay, I've got to, you know, I'm looking after my mother now. How did you feel at first when you did that? Right. So when I moved home to LA, I was actually taking care of my grandmother who had already been diagnosed and my mom. They both lived in the same house. And so uh, it was overwhelming. It was overwhelming sorrow. It was overwhelming responsibility. It was overwhelming loss. It was overwhelming fear. It was all of it. Um, Nothing felt right. I didn't know how to find my joy. And then on top of that, I had no real support. And so that's really what made it so hard. One thing I'm noticing here now, I'm based in the UK. I don't know if it's different where you are, but the authorities who will help you eventually 
with some carers to come in and, and do things. But nobody offers any kind of actual teaching on how you should actually transition to becoming a carer in whatever domain that is, you know, depending on, you know, who you are looking after and what their needs are. Regardless, there is nobody who says, okay, you know, like a psychologist, for example, who says, well, when you're dealing with somebody, you know, who has this or who has that, what we found is this is a good way to handle it. We don't have that here. We don't have that here either. You know, people weren't even really talking about it much until very recently. Like now that I've started my uh, social media geared toward just talking about it and kind of showing it, now I'm seeing many more people um, less reluctant to share what it's like for them also. I think it's from fear, but I also think that like it's not something that people want to know about. I think people are afraid that it may happen to them. And so they just say out of sight, out of mind, which in the long run helps no one. Absolutely. And also hence the reason why I've started this podcast to be able to, just like you, give it a voice and Mm -hmm. also, you know, make it kind of more mainstream that people can talk about it. I feel that a lot of people feel that they can't talk about it because it's depressing as well, because it's negative. They've got kind of a negative spin on it. To be honest, I know that that was me in the past before I realized. I think it's our responsibility to help people see the brighter side of it. Yes, of course, there are downsides, but there's also a brighter side that we can create. And that's really what we are here to do today is to, you know, see the sort of the brighter side. Mm. And one thing, again, you know, from discussions we've had before, after all the kind of initial shock, the initial trauma, the initial emotions that went through you, and that's not to say they don't still come back, Mm. but you have actually been in an amazing way, you have turned this into something so positive that I think you're going to really help the world sit up and pay attention. So tell us more about that. Thank you. I I, uh, just want to start out by saying that. So I started a a TikTok titled Mom of My Mom, um, because I am the mom of my mom, which is also turned into a um, Instagram page also. And I just pretty much started um, showing little tidbits of what it's like to take care of someone who has Alzheimer's. And I show little tips and tricks that have helped me have peace of mind also. And I really just try to create a community where either people who have this experience can come and not feel so lonely. And also a place where I... um, I'm slowly like teaching people about what they can do to prevent or um, strengthen their mind so that the onsets can be pushed back further. And so I do multiple things. I try to create a place where um, caregivers can come 
so that they don't feel so lonely. However, on top of that, I also try to educate people on ways that they can be proactive about their own health. That is so important as well, isn't it? Because if we don't look after ourselves, we can't help other people. I mean, that's, you know, a given for anything, um, any scenario in life. So it's very important that we look after ourselves. Now, obviously, this scenario as well is not something that, you know, you get over and that's it. It goes away. It's like so many things. It comes back at you. My example is that last weekend, I felt total overwhelmed. And I thought I was doing fine and it suddenly hit me. I had this overwhelm going on and I had, I felt down and very heavy all weekend. Thankfully, by Monday, it had gone because I had the tools, which I'll talk about in a minute, that can help, my, help me get out of it. Yeah. And I think that's important. So I'm asking, how do you find to get out of those moments? Yeah. Working out really helps me. I uh, work out about six days per week. But then on top of that, I have a accountability workout partner also. And so she helps just with my need of like socialization. You know, sometimes I just need to get out of the house and have a conversation with someone who can like carry a full conversation and also like there's so many studies about how working out decreases your chances of getting it by 30 percent which is such a huge number and so working out makes me feel like I'm doing something proactive for my future but then it also just feels good also like that's really been a part of my self-care you know there's a few different things sometimes I just sit in my car you know sometimes I just go and get myself a treat and sometimes I set up a therapy session I just recently found a um, low-cost counseling center because therapy can be so expensive and so you know knowing the things that make me not feel so enclosed and trapped and then being proactive about using them has been really helpful. I love all those ideas and what I found just to add to this is that because I've been doing some personal development for a while now I do things like I meditate when I'm feeling overwhelmed as soon as I can I'll literally sit whether it's just breath work or whether it's a guided meditation something from YouTube I also write down gratitude. It helps me remember what I'm grateful for. And it helps me kind of put things into perspective as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also actually belong to this uh, amazing group of uplifting people who every morning we have a kind of a mindfulness workshop just for half an hour, uh, Monday to Friday. And I'm finding that hugely helpful and that is what helped me get out of the kind of the dip that I was in last weekend yeah the day morning seven o'clock I was on it and it made all the difference to my day so there are so many things we can do to help ourselves first yes there are so many things that we can do to help 
ourselves. Something that I think um, caregivers can even forget and also like the people who are in our lives can also forget is that we still need stimulation outside of taking care of someone all day. And so sometimes one of my friends, she'll just stop by and will walk, you know? And so I think having people in your life that understand that they can be proactive with making sure that you're mentally healthy also. I think that's an extremely, extremely good tip because I possibly, when something like this sort of befalls someone, friends, they they don't know how to help. So that's actually a really, really good thing to, to shout out about that that is a way people can help and not to be frightened of it, to say, come on, let's go for a walk. You might not be able to just drop everything and go because, you know, you have to make sure there's somebody in place, but it can be arranged and, and it's possible to do, even if it's half an hour, I should imagine it's something yeah. done. So just moving back to the things that you found using your experience, that's actually going to bring back your career because you mentioned about TikTok, you mentioned about um, your, your Instagram profile, but also if you're happy to talk about this, you mentioned to me that you have an idea and it probably is just an idea at the moment. You can say what, you know, whatever it is about actually writing a TV script about this, creating a series. Because mm-hmm. I loved that idea. And I think that is something that is so many good things come out of these types of experiences. And I think it's a brilliant idea. So please tell us about that. <laughs> Thank you. So it's not just an idea anymore. It's a script now, actually. I've uh, written it and I'm currently tweaking it. I'm going to start sending it out soon. And so um, it, it is a full-fledged idea. It's pretty much a story that's based in a non-fiction gated community of families who take care of their loved ones who suffer from Alzheimer's. And I just really wanted to um, create something that I think could reach a very large audience because I think we need to learn about this on a global scale. And there are very few ways to get people to watch something that scares them and you kind of have to like trick them into it. And so I think creating these characters that we all can relate to who, you know, are just living their lives and happen to be impacted by something like this will um, ease people into it a bit more. And I really think this is important because the numbers of people getting Alzheimer's is growing and people are starting to get it at younger ages. And so it's really going to create a problem for this system with, you know, who's going to take care of all of these people. And so I think if we can humanize it a bit instead of just looking at it as a disease, 
that is a way that we can start to make movements towards figuring out what to do about it. That's absolutely brilliant. I just love that idea. I really do. And I totally agree. It's such a powerful way to get recognition out there and to help people see what it is. And as you say, normalize it. And I think that's so, so good. Do you have plans for it to be, um, I mean, is it going to be a lighthearted series? Is it going to be a drama or is it going to have humor in it? Right. So I come from a half hour sitcom background. And I think overall, I'm just like a silly human. I'm sure I don't seem it. (laughs) But overall, I just don't write very... uh, dramatic field stories. So the story that I'm writing now, it is a, what we now call dramedy, which is a little bit of drama and little comedy also. And um, I specifically like use that, that form because when you're in the moment of caring for someone who has Alzheimer's, the stuff that they do is not funny. But when you, you take a moment to just step back and like look at it from someone who's not cleaning the mess up, it can actually be quite entertaining. And I know that you can get past people's walls that they put up when you make them laugh. And so I think trying to break down the fear and standoffishness that some people may have learning about Alzheimer's by starting out making them laugh at it, that's then how I think I can then enter in and slowly educate and just kind of slowly teach. But by using this lighthearted, heartfelt, comedic approach. I absolutely love that you've turned what has essentially been a huge drama in your life into something that's going to be so positive and so, I think, exciting, you know, and it's going to also enable you to, as I said before, just relaunch your career on the back of something that was such a drama. And this path, if you look at it in a positive light, yes, you were already um, you know, scripting in TV and writing things already, but this drama, I, I just feel can easily be the kind of the catalyst to turn you into something so much more and have such a more a greater impact on on the world on everything through this drama and it's quite often out of these sort of you know really really difficult times that other things blossom and you know the world is so grateful that they happened and I feel that this is going to be your story and I'm loving it and I can't wait for this story your series (laughs) to actually be aired so that I can watch it because I will watch it with huge huge pride I think actually because of what you've done. And I absolutely love that. So first of all, I mean, before we uh, wrap up, what is your Instagram handle so that people can follow you? 
mom of my mom, mom of my mom, because I'm the mom of my mom. <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram or on TikTok. We have a Patreon. We have, we're actually like pretty much everywhere now. People have been um, requesting so much more of us. And so uh, I'm, I'm trying to meet the demand as quickly and efficiently as I can. But mom, my mom, you can find it. If you just type us in, we'll pop up. That's amazing. Jacqueline, thank you so much for your time because this has been so enlightening. And I hope everybody also listening has, has got a lot from it. And this is, is as excited as I am to watch your series because I just feel and I just believe that it's going to be snapped up. Thank you. I appreciate it. Look, I wear TV is a is a beast and it moves as slow as molasses. But I hope that the people in this industry see the value in it same way you do, um, because I do think that there's a lot of change that can happen. It can happen. And it's also about recognizing that there is already change, a change. It's a movement. Yeah change and and whoever snaps it up will be actually ahead of the curve in my opinion Jacqueline thank you so much for your time and uh yeah we look forward to the next chapter in your career thank you thank you again also thank you for listening and don't forget if you like this episode please head over to apple podcasts and leave me a five-star review it really helps See you next time.